Looking for your next TV show or movie to binge? Well, buckle up, grab the remote, and settle into your couch for this special edition of Crossing the Streams. We're here to help you tune in and get the most out of those 50 monthly streaming channels you're currently paying for. So without any further ado, here's your host of Crossing the Streams, Jeff Dwoskin. Hey everyone, it's Jeff Dwoskin, your host. Welcome to this special edition of Live from Detroit, the Jeff Dwoskin Show, Crossing the Streams bonus episode. What is Crossing the Streams? Well, first, it's a live show we do every Wednesday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You're welcome to join us live on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook and Fireside. Join us live, chat along, come on stage with us, talk about the shows we're talking about. It's super fun and exciting. Crossing the Streams exists to give you so many TV shows and movies to binge that it fills up all the time you have in the world except to listen to the show to learn more suggestions that you should be watching. It's a cycle that we have created in your lives and we're glad to be a part of it. All the bonus episodes brought to you in podcast format include segments from the live shows throughout the run of the show. These bonus episodes are samplings of the live show itself. Today's bonus episode is Christmas-related. With Christmas right around the corner, we thought you could use a few awesome suggestions. Episode 4 of Crossing the Streams, you can find on YouTube, is a full hour of Christmas movie suggestions. We're going to cover three in this episode. Elf, My Dad's Christmas Date, and California Christmas. So get ready for some Christmas cheer as we turn it over to Sal D'Amelio. Sal's going to talk to us about My Dad's Christmas Date, originally aired in episode 51. Take it away, Sal. All right. Well, let's get to another one. Sal is known mostly for um, make fun of me, you guys. biographies like of you. usually Italian people, but because uh, he's, <laughs> he's Italian and he loves that. But he has dedicated himself to Christmas movies for the month of December. The first mm-hmm. one uh, that he's going to showcase is My Dad's Christmas Date. Starring the amazing Jeremy Piven, who's Jewish, by the way. But all right, take it away. Yes, I lo- I'm a big Jeremy Piven. So he's fan. stretching as an actor as well. That's right. <laughs> I guess Jews can have a date on Christmas, but it just, I think they must have gone. What Chinese restaurant is this? A lifetime movie? No, it is not. It is a Netflix movie, but it's uh, oh. along those similar lines. It's, uh, I first of all, unlike Ron, I don't get these murder documentary sent to me on Netflix. <laughs> I get Christmas, you know, joyous Christmas movies. So anyway, I thought I'd choose, choose this one. And um, here's the backstory on it. It stars, obviously, Jeremy Piven. He plays a father named David. His daughter, his name is Jules. And uh, unfortunately, uh, his wife, her mother was, was killed in a uh, car accident a couple years before. They don't ever show any of that. They don't deal with that. So it's kind of cool in that part. Now they have to live without his wife and her mother. And the movie is really about her trying to find him a date, another date along the lines of uh, a wife. But in the other realm, (laughs) it's also about their relationship together that they're trying to build without the mother around anymore. So anyway, that's how it's uh, kind of built up and starts Um, really good back and forth with uh jeremy and uh her name is olivia barrett she's uh from london and she's a great actress um there's a lot of scenes in this where they kind of remember 
his wife and their mother and stuff. So they've got to do some emotional acting, but they're both really, really good at it. Um, there's also some great scenes where she's trying it. She basically uh, goes on a dating app and builds a profile for him without him knowing. And she starts communicating with all these girls and they'll show the girls on the, on the screen and stuff, which I think it's kind of cool. It's like a built in uh, episode of the bachelor or something during the movie. So that was cool. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, they, they go on to, now here's the part that's unbelievable. Like she sets him up on a date in like a art museum. She's with him. And then, you know, she ends up meeting her in the art museum and they just start communicating, but they never bring up how they met. She's like, David, I, he, she knew his name. And so I thought that was kind of like unbelievable. Like they never brought up the fact that he didn't build the profile on the dating app. So I thought that was not believable, but whatever. Um, it's mm. interesting. So anyway, uh, after a few dates like that, they, there's some moments in there with like, you know, father, daughter moments. Like uh, there's a scene where she's going to... Uh, uh, try to set him up on a date on one of her dates that they're having, but she wants to dress him. So he goes to his closet, like he goes to his closet to get ready in the morning, whatever. And there's no clothes in his closet. And he's like, Jules, you know, he calls her name out. And by the way, he plays a great part, but he has a little bit of the Ari gold in him, uh, in this, uh, in this, obviously a toned down Ari gold, but he does, uh, uh play a, a, that kind of character. And uh, anyway, he yells out, Jules, you know, like, where's my clothes at? And she's like, oh, I, they're at the laundry, you know, and he's like, every one of them, you know. So she has a outfit for him on the bed and she's kind of like dressing him up and she's kind of, you know, it's that kind of movie where the daughter's trying to set up the dad on dates and stuff. So there's a lot of that. Uh, there's a lot of, like I said, emotional parts with them acting kind of emotional about the loss of their mother with very, very fun, funny banter after that. Um, I thought they worked very, very well together. It's, uh, you know, like one of those cheesy Christmas movies. Very short. It's like an hour and 15 minutes long. Um, I won't say at the end, but uh, she has this big ending where she sings in a choir. And one of the dates that she sets up is at the at the church that day to listen to them, to listen to her sing and meet her dad. And uh, there's a moment where you see that, but you don't know where that, what that is. Uh, you know, where that goes to. And then the, uh, this last scene is them kind of dancing in a park, kind of re reigniting their relationship after the loss of their mother. So you don't really know what happens with, uh, maybe they're looking for part two. Who knows? Maybe it'll be, uh, <laughs> maybe it'll be Hanukkah. Maybe you'll get your Chris, your wish, Jeff, and he'll do a Hanukkah movie as Jeremy <laughs> Piven. But anyway, good movie. I give it four tomato sauce jars. Four tomato uh, sauce jars. I, four tomato I, sauce I think jars. it's something worth seeing if you have a Netflix account. And if you're uh, looking for a, you know, kind of like a little bit of comedy, a little bit of romance, a little bit of sappiness, a little bit of funny, and you know, just a, a good movie. And Jeremy Piven, if you're a Jeremy Piven fan, you're going to get the Jeremy Piven quotes and his attitude and all that. So I think it's a good movie. Does he yell Lloyd at any point during? Well, the he movie? yells Jules. He yells his daughter's name. <laughs> I mean, Lloyd same, would be amazing. Correct in the in the same voice as Lloyd. You know, it's hysterical. <laughs> I have a, I have a question. For the group, for anyone, is um, yeah. in this scenario where the wife, the mom, dies, would it be normal for the child to act? I mean, to actively try and get a new mom. <laughs> I'm, I'm asking, like in real life. I mean, would you? Well, have yeah, you, have, have you mean, ever known that? Well, you know, I should say that she was 17 yeah. or 15. Yeah. yeah, it depends. Depends on how emotionally mature 
the uh, the daughter is at that point. That's like a common movie mo. I mean, that's like like well, I'm talking about in real life though. Oh, in I, real I life, that. yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Eventually, not not I, like a I, month after. I mean, how long and, has she been gone? Well, this was two years. Oh, this was two years, years after years. a horrific car crash. Two years, yes. Two, yeah. okay. and, 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 and there's a lot of scenes with him kind of dealing with her and dating and stuff because she's 17 in the movie. So there's a lot of that. And Jerry, Jeremy Piven, you know, having a hard time dealing with mm-hmm. her dating habits and all that. So um, it's got a lot of that. And at the same time, it's got a lot of her trying to set him up, uh, you know, so that actually she's kind of sets him up because she wants him out of his life, a little, her life a little bit, you know. Keep him so, busy. You know, yeah. So the question is, in the search for a new mom, will Jules find her old dad? <laughs> yes, exactly. Mm. Is that the tag? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Googling the wiki page, Jen, during the show. That's it's a Sal, I, I gotta be honest with you. I don't think there's a a chance in how I'm ever gonna watch this movie. This is like this this sounds like something well, I would want to jump you know out of the window for. Here's the deal. Well, here, don't jump out of the window because maybe one day you're gonna be on a Delta flight going somewhere <laughs> and it might come up and you might go, you know what, Sal? I'm gonna watch this thing now because I'm thirty thousand feet in the air and I have to. Maybe and unfortunately for Ron and I, they've they've removed the big short from right, the big uh, short's not on selections there. on Delta. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'll um, tell you, it would be really interesting to see what Netflix is recommending for each of you to see what the differences are. Sorry, sorry Jen. Um, I'm I'm reading Jerry's comment. Jer- Jerry is uh, Jerry going crazy said, right now. When my grandpa passed away, I put her up on OK Cupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's too fun. Um, All right, well, this I, this is uh, very exciting. So, Sal, thank you for bringing. Um, thank you, Sally. Bit nice of job. lifetime to the. No problem. I, got, I just got a text from Jeremy Piven. He said, "Thank you for doing the <laughs> you on our. Thank you for being we each have our genres, genres, and, and then we made a movie. Have our guilty. Oh uh, man! So yeah. um, we also have our guilty pleasures. Sal's uh, guilty well, pleasures are Hallmark Lifetime movies. Right, right, right. right. Mine Fox are Rick de Passage films. Right. <laughs> All right. I hope you enjoyed that. Sal D'Amelio has never met a Christmas movie he does not like. You also heard Jen Fishkind, Ron Lippett, and myself mixed into the conversation there. If you check out my dad's Christmas date, let us know on Twitter, at Jeff DeWaskin Show. Tweet us. Give us your review. We do have another Sal D'Amelio classic recommendation coming up called California Christmas in just a bit. But I'm going to go first and talk about one of my favorite movies of all time, which also happens to be a Christmas movie, the Will Ferrell classic, Elf. Let's get to um, one of the, uh, what I consider, greatest holiday movies, if not movies of all time 2003 blessed us with what was soon to be a perennial classic that of elf elf is the story of buddy who as a baby was in an orphanage and made his way into santa's sack gift sack sal (laughs) (laughs) and then he accidentally ends up at the elf pole at the north pole and then they decide not to return him and admit the error, which is a whole different thread we could discuss in another episode. But uh, they decide to raise him as one of their own. And so that's uh, Bob Newhart plays Papa Elf, who is Buddy's 
dad, adopted dad in, in the movie. And when Buddy is of age and he accidentally overhears some other elves, elves saying, if he doesn't know he's human by now, he'll never figure it out. And so then Buddy has this crisis and then they let him know that he was uh, born of two humans. One of lives in the magical city of New York. And, then, and they give him a snow globe so he knows what New York looks like. <laughs> and then he is set off to to meet his father, who's James Kahn, whose name is Walter. And before leaving, now keep in mind, Buddy is an elf working in Santa's Santa's workshop, right? So he is, his life is Christmas. He loves Christmas. And so as he's leaving, Santa has to break it to him that his dad is on the naughty list, which breaks his heart, which breaks his heart. So Buddy somehow manages to make it all the way from the North Pole through the candy cane forest and the gumdrop all the way into the, I don't want to ruin it for through the Lincoln tunnel. And he <laughs> finds his father and they reunite. And then it's, it's a, uh, it's all this fun stuff that happens. And he, he happens into uh, uh, Gimbel's uh, department store and they just assume he works in the Christmas department because he's always dressed as an elf. And <laughs> it's like when you watch the movie, it's there's a certain magic to this movie, right? That is just like one Will Ferrell. You there isn't a second in this movie that you don't believe Will Ferrell is is in love with Christmas the way he is. It believes that smiling's his favorite, and like he walks by a a, a, a crappy diner and sees like a sign that says "World's Greatest Cup of Coffee," and he just walks right <laughs> in and goes, "You did it." You did it! Congratulations, guys! Great job, everybody! And then later, uh, Zoe Deschanel, a blonde Zoe Deschanel, later brunette in New Girl. Uh, so, a blonde singing Zoe plays a girl named Jovi. Um, he later takes her on a date, and one of the things he takes her to, you cut to the scene, and she's blindfolded, about to sip this crappy cup of coffee. The <laughs> <laughs> world's greatest. It's- Funny, and then you have, uh, of course, uh, the great Ed Asner playing Santa Claus, and then this, just so everyone can kind of put into context. I'm stepping aside from the movie for a second, but the director of this movie is John Favreau. That's okay, right. John Favreau not only, in my opinion, created the greatest Christmas movie of all time, but if you look at John Favreau, John Favreau created Iron Man, right? Yeah. Basically, re brought to life Robert Downey Jr.'s career, right? Ignited everything that we know of the 20-year MCU, Marvel Marvel Universe. And then recently, with The Mandalorian, which we talked about in an earlier episode, is the brainchild behind the whole storyline and concepts and direction of The Mandalorian. Literally, single-handedly, with Dave Fioli, Fioli, excuse me for saying his name wrong, but brought back the magic of Star Wars and brought back Star Wars to what it was in its heyday. So, I mean, this man is, mm. is like one of the, it's just everything he touches is gold. It should be considered what I think is a national treasure. And so there's so many quotes from this movie. And um, one of the funniest things in this movie is Peter Dinklage is in this movie and he plays uh, uh, Miles Finch and they bring him in to write uh, a book, which is funny because they all work at a, 
they work at a books. They they write books. They're you know the public. They're a publisher, and the two the two writers go to James Kahn, and their idea is to bring in another writer. He's like my top writer's best idea is to bring in another writer. <laughs> so so Miles Finch is in there, right? And he's what what is it? Uh, a little person, a little person, and everyone knows him from Game of Thrones, and he's one of the best actors in the world. And Buddy comes into the room. And Buddy, you know, from Buddy's point of view, and I, when I was watching this movie yesterday, I found it interesting because there's Buddy is calling him, oh, it's an elf from the North Pole. And and Peter Dinklage's character is hearing him being is hears him yeah. being called an elf. So you have you know though Buddy's intentions. He's like, oh, you know, did you you know Santa? You know, like, and it's like it's just interesting. <laughs> like when you just think of any conversation where you don't really understand where people are coming from, how things can be taken so wrong, and that's why it's so funny too. It's like, and then he's like, oh, you're an angry elf, and then you know, <laughs> Peter, Peter Dinklage just beats the crap out of him. It's like it's one of the best scenes of anything and then mary steenburgen is in this and she's amazing it's just it's just it's just really great it's one of those movies that you just i i just i can we watch it as a family like every single year the best christmas present i've got is casey ryan plot saying <laughs> that he's convinced i had to so yeah. So can I, I'll just say, we love Elf for all the reasons I think you just mentioned, Jeff, but I have to tell you when we watch it as a family, the, the couple of scenes in the movie where he adulterates his food with syrup and or sugar, some of those scenes are, are tough to watch, I have to be honest, because I can only believe um, that he actually did this in, in the shooting of the movie. It, it's, it's false. I just, I think it, if I, I don't, don't, don't take this the wrong way. I just think it, it comes from a, mis, a misunderstanding of elf culture. And, and in elf culture, they have four main food groups, right? That's candy, right. candy canes, candy, cane, candy corns. corns. That's right. And so, of course, that's how he would eat. You know, so it's like, you know, if I, I, I don't want to say I feel bad for you for saying yeah, that, but it's <laughs> a good point. But, it's an I, point. but I kind of do. So um, I can't uh, wait to hear uh, see it again, and I can't. I'm even wearing as a, a proud Jew my first <laughs> Christmas sweater. Was All right, Buddy the Elf. Nice, Sal. I couldn't even do it. Can do it. So yeah, it, that was. It is. It's such a good movie, Jeff. It is, and you're right. It is so quotable. I I know. I mentioned. Uh, at the beginning that uh, there's there's five or six lines of that movie that my wife and I use with each other all all year long, not just around the holidays. The bye buddy, hope you find your dad is one we'll say to each other whenever one of us is leaving the house. Um, you know, I, I mentioned that we just just after watching the movie. Uh, right after Thanksgiving, we got a Roomba for a new house, and we decided to name him Francisco because Francisco—that's a fun name to say—is another one of the great lines from the movie, and uh, it, it's just so quotable. The, the sad part of it is, I read an interview with James James Con, who said that uh, the only reason they never made a sequel because it's a movie that's begging for a sequel the only reason they never made a sequel is that will ferrell and john favreau absolutely did not get along whatsoever oh, and that, that was that. Uh, wow. yeah yeah i just read it a couple weeks ago that's, that's the only reason they didn't make it otherwise it would have been i mean it's perfectly suited for a sequel well, um, 
It's funny you bring that up because this is how much they must have hated each other. Will Ferrell was offered $29 million to do a sequel. <laughs> I don't know about you, but that would take me six months to make 29. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, me too. Totally. But yeah, so so that was, uh, I yeah, I just I love that one. I love that one. All right. That was me talking about Elf. The best way to sum that up is the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. You love Alf as much as we do. Tweet us at Jeff DeWaskin Show and let us know. We've got one more Christmas suggestion for you today. Again, coming to you from Mr. Christmas himself, Sal D'Amelio, California Christmas, a movie that perhaps only Sal saw, but maybe hearing this will change that. I guess we're about to find out. Let's turn it over to Sal D'Amelio and a California Christmas. So the next one is uh, an interesting choice. I <laughs> uh, We're going to go with, uh, and I hope this is, I, I can't imagine there's more than one, a California Christmas. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's a California Christmas. If this okay. isn't the right one, you just tell us what it okay. is. <laughs> I don't think it is, but that's all right. Um, uh, my movie that I chose, because you guys said that somebody was going to pick like a Hallmark type movie, which uh, none of you guys did. So I, I, I did the duties of doing that. So I picked a movie that uh, just came out a couple weeks ago, December 14th on, uh, on Netflix. It's an original Netflix uh, movie. It's called The California Christmas. And when I first saw this title, I thought it was going to be about all the citizens of California just watching Gavin Newsom eat. <laughs> eat. It's a it's a movie about a couple. Uh, they're a good-looking couple, and their names are Josh Swickard and Lauren Swickard. They are a real-life married couple that made a movie, you guys. It's, wow. It's really, that's tough because I know some married couples that can't put an Ikea chair together, mm, and these people made a movie together, so... <laughs> it's produced by a guy named Ali Afshar and uh, if you don't know that guy's name he produced uh, uh, He's Just Not That Into You which I, I, I like that movie um, yeah that's anyway a- yeah it's a good movie so anyway this is a real life couple that made this movie and it's basically it's it's the typical you know romantic comedy um, uh, this guy Josh Swickard uh, his name is Joseph in the movie his mother uh, owns a big commercial real estate company in LA and he has to go to Northern California and buy this lady's cow ranch. But she has like an old wine vineyard that her dad had years ago. And uh, that kind of comes in at the end of the movie, if you can kind of guess what's going to go on. But uh, it's also a cow ranch and uh, he has to go here and kind of get to know her and then, pop the papers in front of her and try to uh, buy this cow ranch. And then he goes there and falls in love with her and all that. And there's a, um, the producer that I just named, uh, he, uh, he plays like the driver uh, because Joseph is rich, but when he goes to try to get the ranch from uh, Callie is her name. uh, He has to act like uh, he's a ranch hand or a a ranch hand that wants to work on the ranch. 
I got to say this is one scene that's that's kind of funny. Uh, you know, in romantic movies where the, the characters are about to meet for the first time, they're the love interest, and then they lock eyes on each other for the very first time, no matter what romantic comedy you're watching. This one happens because she owns a cow ranch. The first time he lays eyes on her, she's literally pulling a cow, a baby cow, out of its mother. She's The mother's giving birth to a – and she's holding – I didn't know cows came out feet first because it looks like she's holding <laughs> the feet of the cow. I know Italians do. He, <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he, no, seriously, he walks into the barn, lays lays eyes on her, and she's pulling this cow, and she goes, "Why well, are you gonna help or what?" You know, that's the first thing she says to him. So within. 30 seconds of meeting this girl that he has to steal or buy her land from her that she doesn't want to sell. Uh, he's He's got a baby cow in his arms within a minute of, of meeting her, which which is funny to me because I go on a bumble date. I'm waiting two hours at a Starbucks eating a chocolate. Stone. <laughs> this guy's holding a baby cow after a minute. She's, she's doing animal husbandry. Yeah. <laughs> but... Um, Anyway, you know, it's one of those movies, and there's a lot of funny things that happen uh, along the way. Obviously, I don't want to blow it, but you can kind of figure out those movies always end on a happy ending, and they get together. It's, like I said, I hate to call it like a Hallmark movie, but it kind of is, but it's very well done. It it really is. It's got some decent writing in it. Um, She, uh, actually, she is a very good actress. Lauren Swickert, I thought, was a better actor than her husband, Josh. And uh, she's actually a, a pretty good little actress, and she does a good job in it. Um, it's got some funny moments in it. The producer, the guy that I told you about, Ali Afshar, he does a really good job in it, playing the driver. And then there's uh, another guy that that's the actual ranch hand that Joseph uh, just tells him to hang out with with the with the driver, and uh, while he does his job for him. You know, it's just one of those movies. It was fun. It went by pretty quick. I think it's an hour and a half. It's on Netflix, and I guess it's doing pretty good. They actually have already um, uh, slated, uh, started filming uh, the sequel, which is going to be about, um, obviously, uh, well, it's about city life, where they may possibly move back to New York or whatever, or L.A. and live down there. But there is a sequel planned. It's not a bad movie if you're looking for something to watch during the holidays. And like I said, it's it's brand new, so uh, it's never, you know, hasn't been seen out there like the last movie we saw. It's been out for a long time. If you want to check out something new, Check out a California Christmas. Sally, how on earth did you stumble across this? I, I just have to. I have oh, to. Oh find yeah, this thanks, out. thanks for that. Because yeah, I didn't go hunting for this thing. You know, when you turn Netflix on, it just gives you something that you should. Well, I don't know why it recommended that. Maybe they're trying to push that out to people. But it was the first one that popped up, and we had just talked about doing Christmas movies, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna watch this thing and see what it has. And like I said, it wasn't really that bad. I give it. Three tomato sauce jars. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know what that movie sounds like to me? The plot. That is You've Got Mail, but instead of books, it's cows. That's right. That Bob, that and Tommy right. Boy a little bit. Tommy Boy a little okay, bit. Okay, yeah, a little bit. You know, he's got to go. And, and City Slickers. There you go. Norman in City Slickers. <laughs> right, yeah. and, and then Star Wars, and instead of... I got a little Sophie's Choice in there as well, right? It's, it's, we get... <laughs> oh, that's dark. You know, there's a sequel to Sophie's Choice. <laughs> Like, I, I only got one. Left. <laughs> <laughs> so, for the record, 
for the record. It's called Sophie's Child. Right. For the record, <laughs> right, an updated sequel to Sophie's Choice, sponsored by Maxwell House, where you can't. Which which flavored creamer should I choose? The um the uh, if, as as show producer, I did prepare four sales tomato sauces oh, and right. five. Oh. Right. I didn't. I didn't even I think. Three. I didn't even think you would go down as low as three. Three because uh, it's really, really bad. I'm not saying that. It's just you know, it's it's not up there with the the great Christmas movies that you guys are talking about. I just, I, I, I want to tell you, Sally, I'm a little concerned because Casey Ryan plot has not offered his convinced. Hang on, hang on. Oh. I was saving. <laughs> I was saving. That's right, Ron. Let's start it. Weighing in. All right, there we go. No, hang on. It's doing very well. It beat out. It beat out a Meryl Street movie. Sophie's <laughs> <laughs> choice. Ryan Casey Ryan plot is a hundred percent all in on this. So like, what was the one where uh, the people, uh, the the uh, something mafia, when they won the Academy Award, and they go, they won, they won, won Martin Scorsese zero. That's how I feel like it's Sal and not oh, right yeah. <laughs> With oh man. Uh, OC California Christmas. Just yeah. see it. Just just get a hot cup of hot chocolate. I know. Look, there's a lot of lonely housewives and one unemployed comic that watches that movie. Okay. So <laughs> right. Well, there you have it, folks. A California Christmas. Throughout a lot of these bonus episodes, you may hear the name Casey Ryan Plot. He's a frequent viewer of the show and will always comment along whether we convinced him or not to watch the program just to give you a little context if you haven't seen the full live shows that ends this episode don't forget to check out episode four of crossing the streams on youtube for even more christmas binge suggestions this has been my dad's christmas date and california christmas with mr christmas himself sal d'amelio and i talked about the will ferrell john favreau classic elf i wish all of you an amazing holiday season We'll see you next week. In the meantime, go cross some streams. Thanks for listening to this special edition of Crossing the Streams. Visit us on YouTube for full episodes and catch us live every Wednesday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Now turn this off and go watch some TV. And don't forget to tell your family you'll be busy for a while.